Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Julian. I'm here with my co-host, co-producer, Small Town EP, as always. Yo, 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 yo. What's up? What's up? Howdy, cowboy. <laughs> How you funny. doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Fresh off that little uh, little shindig, you know what I mean? A little some some. You got to talk to me about it. This is the first time we see each other all week, and uh, I'm excited to talk to you, man. It's been a minute. It's been a nah, minute. I want to yeah. update on the trip. You know what I'm saying? You got to see see Pops. You got to spend an anniversary. Congrats to y'all. I'm saying it sounds like you had you a good little time. So, uh, nah, for the listeners, was. it absolutely e- was. Etwan, Ethaniel, EP, Small Town EP, whatever you call him, he was out in Dallas, Texas. Uh, which I I do want to you know out in Allen, Texas, there was a a tragedy with the mass shooting with ironically the day you got there yeah. and um you know thoughts and prayers go out to everybody involved there that's just another you know instance right but that sucks to hear i'm glad you were obviously okay you said you were probably about 30 minutes yeah i was actually about 30 minutes south um we wanted to go to the dallas galleria and then ironically my girl actually um had spoken about going to that outlet because it's by the office that she actually went to uh, work out of, but um, we didn't have enough time. Um, so, like, we just kind of exit out of the plans, and then we started getting notifications, and we were like, yo, that's wild. That's so, crazy. Cause that's the only outlet over there. You know you know, women love to, <laughs> it's quite the outlet. <laughs> right, right, right. So go out of town, you try to hit the outlet. Like, you're going to get such a great deal, you know? Can't get that in Florida. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it's just the vibes. But how was the trip, man? You, you saw AT&T Stadium. You saw the uh, American Airlines Center. Hell yeah, so you did man. some things. Um, Dallas was, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting city. Um, first off, the food, delicious, man. I, I think I didn't stop eating from the moment that I touched down. Like, touched down at the airport, had Whataburger at the airport because I needed to kind of soak up the alcohol that was in me from the night mm. before. <laughs> mm. And um, Talk about it. Yeah, and uh, went back, got to the telly, uh, woke up, went to do the, the anniversary dinner at this nice little spot called Catbird at the at the top of one of these, uh, at the top of the Thompson Hotel in downtown. Um, some okay. of the best oysters I ever had, a really good steak I had there. Um I went to this taco spot in Irving, Texas, right across the street from Irving High School, which is a huge... Bro, they have a... They, yeah, I'd imagine. They do yo, high school different over there. So Irving High School, they, their their name is a video board out front, bro. It's like like a whole like video screen. It's wild. Um, but right across the street yes. from that high school, there's a there's a taco spot. Shout out to them. Um, I had to double back on that taco spot the next day. I'm not even going to lie to you. It, that shit was... Damn, that shit was hitting like that. That shit was hitting like that. Um, biggest takeaways, of course, AT&T Stadium, um, yo, state of the art, bro. Like for it to have been built in 2009, not that that's a long time ago, but like in infrastructure and architecture, it kind of is relatively. Um, and it looks like it was built like two years Way ago. ahead of its time. Yeah, type yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, state of the art stuff. One of the things, one of the details that they highlighted that I was like, damn, it's kind of fire is that when you have the concession stand at every concession stand at AT&T Stadium, um, you can see like the regular screens that are like you know right below the little like the menu and stuff right um and the main complaint for fans at concession stands they say is that when i get to the front to ask for the food and pay and everything like there's i, I gotta like tilt my head back so i can see the game because the mm-hmm. tv is like right here my yeah. man six more screens behind the behind the desk like in every concession stand like stay of the art experience Definitely um, a good time. And that whole little area, because you see Choctaw, which is the old Texas Rangers Stadium. The new Texas Rangers Stadium is all right there. Um, Globe Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Globe Life. So, really, so real quick, with that with that, with that, that concession stand, <laughs> there had to be a budget hearing. And Jerry was like, I, I got an idea. <laughs> it was just like, I got an idea. That um, sounds dope. They have uh, another cool thing. Actually, I got to send you pictures of this. I haven't sent them out yet, but... They have a cotton bowl office. You know, they host a cotton bowl. Um, yep. So they have helmets of the winner of like the two people, or two t- people, two teams that, and it's like, I got to send Play. you pictures, bro. That's yeah. Fine. And they have like nah, a bunch of silver helmets that they call the, they call the stairway to heaven, which is like helmets, like kind of okay. scattered and going up to the ceiling. Um, and they have like all the, all the teams that ever won the cotton bowl, a um, bunch of pictures, obviously like the suite. That's that awesome, we've been, Yeah, it was, it was a great, they definitely uh, shout out to Maria. That was our tour host. Good people's good people's good people. Well, if I ever go to uh Dallas, I don't I'll definitely make it to Texas one day, you know, 
for business, I'm sure. It'll it'll have to just and not even saying I have a business going right now that will lead me to Texas, but technically I'm saying I have a business right now that'll lead me to Texas one day. And um if I do tour, I would hope that Maria takes <laughs> care of us as well. Facts, facts. Now I'm glad you had a good time though. That that's that's a dope thing. Can you uh speak to the experience you had as far as maybe seeing pops or yeah, absolutely, man. It was good to see him. He's uh in great spirits. I haven't I hadn't seen him uh since 2019 when he still lived in New York. So um definitely uh, a very emotional time, uh very like thankful time, very appreciative yeah. time. Um went to In and Out Burger with him. I never been in and out. And apparently he ain't never been in and out either. So that was cool. <laughs> um went to we know we did the stadium tour together. Um we did the JFK Museum together, which was actually awesome. kind of cool too i'm not gonna lie to you that's that it's a very um dallas is an interesting city because i feel like their infrastructure and their like architecture is stuck in like the 1980s and 1990s it's very outdated um okay. it, i wouldn't live there i'd go visit um <laughs> i learned through locals that like downtown dallas isn't somewhere that people live it's just somewhere people work um okay. so everything closes like kind of early i'm not gonna lie to you um which is kind of interesting um, but it was cool. It was a vibe. It was it was a good first trip. You know, I had a suite at the Hyatt. You know what I'm saying? So I can't there complain. I can't complain. There you go. Nah, man. I'm I'm glad you had a good time. I'll be down in Florida, bro. I'm I'm gonna be there. Not this weekend, but next weekend. God willing. That's exciting. Super excited to see y'all boys, man. See the see the family, and you know what I'm saying. Like get to spend time with everybody again, because, bro, it's, this is I realize this is the longest time I've been away from Florida in my entire life Damn. obviously i was born in pennsylvania i moved to florida when i was four but just in a general sense of being an adult and being away from my hometown and it's been it's only been seven i was in florida in december bro it's only been five months you know what i'm saying or exactly so it, it, it's not the longest time, but but it's a pretty long time to have been away, and I noticed it. You know, I definitely miss Florida. I miss the sun. I miss just the little things, right? Like mm -hmm. my place over there, and and things like that. But I'm um, definitely still appreciative, grateful, and everything for the opportunity that I have here. So um, New York has treated me well. One of the things that comes with that is the fact that. It's the Eastern Conference semifinals. Uh -huh, we're in the conference semifinals in the NBA. We'll kind of segue into the NBA right there. And I've been in and out of Knicks spaces. One of them particularly, it's the Knicks on one. It's after every Knicks game, my homeboy, Sean, go check him out uh, at I Hate Sean on Twitter. He's doing work for the Knicks wall. Facts. Um, yeah, I mean, he does these post-game spaces where – a bunch of fans that they've built, you know, they've built this community and they, uh, they talk, you know, they talk their shit after the games, whether they win or lose, they all come together and kumbaya and it's, it's a good time. And the fact that like, I don't care. So people get on me, like, there's a joke of like, you know, you don't even be in the heat spaces. And to be honest, <laughs> I damn sure don't like, that's not the way I really fan. You know, I'm not the type to just want to go hear the general opinion of everybody in the world or everybody in my in my fans community because it's like that shit gets annoying bro it gets annoying there's way too much to deal with i did it for the hurricanes you know i was very huge in, in invested in hurricanes twitter and hurricanes uh media and shit like that but it, it's tolling and then you you kind of like look at people differently and like bro this is a social media app what i will say to like speak on what they're doing I like the way they do it. And there's obviously the same type of issues that I'm talking about going on in Nick's Twitter or whatever the case. However, the specific space I'm speaking of and the company that Sean keeps and Mora and, uh, and Brill and, and Jay Nicky and them boys, like they keep it, they keep it respectful. They keep it cool. You know, everybody's kind of getting their thoughts off, be able to kind of, it's like a, you know, like get this off your chest moment for everybody. And <clears throat> the show ranges from, fucking three to seven hours you know what i'm saying and they're in there strong so i definitely had to set my piece on that um but speaking of bro like i've been i've been in these spaces and being in new york city 
I get to live New York versus Miami in the playoffs. Like, this is something I, I never thought that I'd be able to do. And the last time we were in the playoffs versus this team was kind of in their in their hay years for, for their most more recent success. But at the same time, it wasn't enough because we had Dwayne Wade and LeBron and Bosch. Like, everybody remembers that. But the 90s, you know, we all remember that as well. And not to say I vividly remember it, but obviously through the years being a fan, understanding the team's history and being educated there it's like this is this is this is like physical basketball this is tough gritty basketball and here we are in 2023 going into game six i mean it's thursday we record thursdays it's may 11th we're going into game six in miami it's going to be a a nerve-wracking one it's going to be an anxiety riddled one but it's going to be a great one nonetheless and another great opportunity for miami to get to the Eastern Conference Finals for back-to-back years. Obviously, the Knicks have a chance to win. They they they've had, they have a chance to win the series, right? Like, as 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 far-fetched as it might be, them being down three-one and coming back and winning that would be something that uh, only thirteen other teams have done. Shout out to RJ Barrett. I heard that stat from him, so I was yeah. like, I'll use it. But yeah, <laughs> man, it's it's the stage is the stage is most definitely set. You know what I'm saying? The stage is most definitely set. And I kind of want to hear your thoughts because we haven't necessarily spoken about this game or this series. Yeah, facts. Yeah. And I mean, brother, (laughs) we're here (laughs) and we're in the middle of this shit. And I'm walking (laughs) from 29th Street to 50th Street on 7th Avenue, repping heat gear and walking through the smoke. And it's been an amazing experience on wins, on losses seeing the faces of, of the fans being super sad and then being super elated and excited to, to, to feel the, the taste of victory, right? This is a, a lot of uncharted territory for them. And I'm just, I'm just excited, man. And I'm not going to get into like what I think is going to happen in the game. Everybody understands it, it, he and fucking six. That's my opinion. <laughs> and I'm not going to speak on it. I want to hear it from you though. And what you think is going to happen for the rest of the series? Well, first off, I'll own up. Uh, shout out to our boy Martin um, on the Longer Than a Decade podcast. I definitely gave a Nixon six prediction, so I was <laughs> wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like you said, man, <laughs> the stage has been set, um, and this is uh, it's it's a series now. As like you know, what the same as the saying goes, like it's 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 a series now. The pressure's on both teams. I feel like. Um, and I mean, I'm just like you, like you. I'm gonna sit back and enjoy. I don't, I don't wanna, I don't wanna give any predictions, anything like that. I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy um, the spectacle, man. Hey, question for you: Are you, uh, have you heard anything like crazy walking down the street in heat in heat gear? Yeah, or most people. Yeah, like, well, yesterday definitely <laughs> after the heat game last night, I walked straight through like MSG exit, and I'm hearing like, I'm hearing like, take that shit off, man. Take that fucking jersey off, man. Fuck the heat. And it's like, yo, this is it, bro. Like, this is literally what I wanted to hear. This is That's literally hilarious. what I wanted to hear. <laughs> Some dude, um, he was recording with his camera. Because, you know, another thing is go take a camera to the front of Madison Square Garden and become, the you know, the new biggest Knicks fan uh, on on Twitter or wherever. However... This guy had a camera. He's talking his shit. And, like, I walked by. He tried to use me as the example. Like, oh, yeah, you see that, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Like, listen, bro. And here's how I feel. Like, if you're going to talk your shit, talk your shit. Putting me on camera, you know, there's a way to go about it. It's just weird because I'm not really going to walk up on somebody with a camera like, yeah, Nick suck. You know, like. (laughs) <laughs> I would expect that person to truly be annoyed and maybe want to slap the camera out of my hand, kind of thing. I have so a question: like, Are you doing? Are you doing that in 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 front of? Uh, in front, I'm I call it AAA for life. So are you doing? Are you doing it down here in front, to a Knicks fan? I don't think so, bro. Like I, I mean, <laughs> I've I've gone to. So the last time that I went to a Knicks Heat game and we won, I was just telling everybody goodbye, get home safe. It's a 21 hour drive up 95 North. You can make it by tomorrow. <laughs> if you leave now, you make it by tomorrow. Be safe. 
drive safe. You know, I, I, I but like, I, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I would most definitely after a series win, like whip out my camera and kind of just point to the masses on, on some like, yeah, look at the vibe right now. You know what I'm saying? But like to sing you, you know, to singularly point someone out with the Knicks Jersey and kind of, yo, yeah, Knicks suck. Like that's kind of crazy, you know? And that's I, wild. that's where like, it gets a little disrespectful and I would expect somebody to be annoyed of that. So nah, for sure is what it is. So now nah, he, he, he kind of did that. I turned around and I was like, I put my heat shit on. Like I, on my chest, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is six, man. You know what the vibes is. He is six. He's like, man, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Like, man, he is six, man. He is six. So it was cool. But um, this uh, this dude yesterday at the bar, he he he. We talked outside. Him and his his boy. His boy had an Allen Houston jersey on. He had a Patrick Ewing jersey on. I had my Butler on. And I'll tell you this: I've been wearing my championship gold Butler jersey every game. Because I wore my Bam out of bio jersey uh one game and we lost in game two. So I was like, I'm going back to what worked. We did lose last night and I had the championship gold. So I'm gonna see what I'm doing tomorrow. All black would be nice for the funeral. <laughs> yeah. Gold would be would be cool because it's my Jimmy jersey. We'll figure that out. But nonetheless, the guy came up to me at the bar after we talked outside. He came up like when we, they were up like 18 and he put, he's like selfie camera. He's like, no, I'm just showing my boy some love. I, I'm sure I'm showing my buddy on some love. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I was like, I, I just gave him one of them like snarky ass. Like, yeah, yeah you got <laughs> <it>. <laughs> cool, Thanks, cool guy, whatever. But nah, it, it, it's been amazing. So that series, you know how you feel about it. I know how I feel about it. Let's hey, talk quick, about Denver. Uh, oh, okay. Quick update, Go ahead. Real quick, quick update. Uh, Boston up 92-84, minute and a half left. Yo, I totally forgot the game was on. You're good. You're good. Boston up eight points. Eight points, yeah. And it's crazy. Like, I I have it on the next tab, literally. Jason (laughs) Tatum just hit a three. I have it on the next tab. I just... uh, He's heating up. Obviously, we set up, you know. (laughs) We we, we getting this podcast thing rolling, so priorities. But Jason Tatum... Let's talk about that first. Let's let's, let's not go it. to the West yet. The West is coming up next. Jason Tatum is maybe what two? Is is that his second field goal now? Um, I get that box score. On him. Yeah, we'll pull up that box score in a second. He's shooting twenty two percent from the field and thirty three percent from three. He's at a plus one. He's got sixteen points, nine rebounds, six assists. Four for four for nineteen officially. Four for 19, and that's a minute and 30 seconds left in the game. We were sitting at, say, six minutes, five minutes left in the third, and he had one of 10, I think. So in an, in an elimination game, the, the guy that everybody's been speaking of who can be overtaken of his throne as best on the team by a Jalen Brown, Street saying Jason Tatum ain't him right now. And I'm and that's such a reach. Like that's here's my thing. Jason Tatum to me is still the best player on the Celtics. Jalen Brown is definitely hotter right now, and he performed better in the playoffs this year and last year. Um, so I can't defend Tatum's play in you know clutch and key situations lately. Yeah, heads but up. I can't um, say he Strix, had, yeah. Strix is listening to it on his own device, so I hear, I hear, I hear you say that, and then I hear his like sigh. So that's why I took my <laughs> headphones off. That's why I took my headphones off for a second, and I was like, "Oh, this thing is listening to this shit right now." <laughs> Yo, SP, shout out, special shout out to SP. He was, if you listen to last week's episode, and I was like, "Yo, Tiger Celtics fantastic," and he's in the background. Who's your team, bro? Who's your team, bro? That was SP back there, man. But um. <laughs> I do still think, yeah, Tatum is is the best player on that team. Um, He's just going through a really rough patch. And right now, they look like they're going to have a chance to get back to Boston and and, uh, put this series away. But, man. That's what it looks like. I I just want to live update again. uh, Yeah, 92-84 with a minute left still. That's where I'm at. 54. Yeah, I got 50 um, seconds, but Tatum just hit a step back and he missed it. Go ahead, my bad. Nah, you good. Shout out to that boy Tim Diener um, in the uh, plug talk spaces I be in on, on Twitter. 
Um, he's a he lives in Philadelphia. He's a Philadelphia everything fan. Um, he said that if Boston okay, wins today, there goes the Tatum three. Yep, there it is. He yeah, said if Boston wins today, then then uh, Boston wins the series. Probably that's a, true. That's, that's a Sixers fan. <laughs> no, it's probably true, and it kind of you know you you look at the Miami Knicks series and being realistic, it's like, <laughs> bro, Miami has to win Game Six. You're up three one. <laughs> oh, he's being ignorant. Shout out to SP. Celtics got a game seven. What is that? Saturday? Game seven on Saturday? Saturday is what it looks like, yeah. So um fuck. Kind of lost my train of thought right there. Oh, I was saying the Heat need to win goddamn game six. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Because you know, if you're down three one, you win game five, it's like you're still alive. You win game six, and then there's the momentum, you know, and the pendulum swinging. So you want to make sure, especially if that game six is at your house, you take care of that business. Uh, Boston won on the road, and now they get to go home for game seven. They got the momentum, and they got, you know, home court right now. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with your boy. It's it's looking like uh, it's looking like it's claps for Philly. But then again, <laughs> it really just takes – it really just takes Philly to get real hot and they can win a game. So we're going to be excited to watch game seven. I got Boston. Who you got? I got Boston. Yeah, they're, uh, they're the better team. I mean, I think the process continues. <laughs> process continues. It's crazy. <laughs> Let's talk about the West, though, man. We got 3-2-3-2. Three, two, three, two. The second... I don't know how I was gonna say that. I just screwed that. And, and I know what you were thinking about. I I, I was. I I'm there with you, bro. I'm there with you. <laughs> Fair. I'll say the MVP runner-up, Jokic, who's putting on a show, game in, game out. Clinic. He scored fifty. He's put up thirty, seventeen, and seventeen. He's, you know what I'm saying. He's doing everything he has to do for this Nuggets team to be up three-two right now. They got a huge game six. Do you think they can close it out tonight versus Phoenix with the no Chris Paul, no DeAndre Ayton, possibly no Jamal Murray? Did we get the official word on him? Um, I can pull that up right now. Hold up. What's that website? Roto. Roto Wire. They got Chris Paul out. They got DeAndre Ayton out. Jamal Murray's in. Jamal Murray is in. Apparently, he is active. Wow. Wow. So. <laughs> I mean, it looks like the season is clips for the Suns here, man. It's it's this game is in Phoenix though, correct? It is in Phoenix, yes, sir. Which is bold prediction. I, I'm I'm gonna say it goes to seven. I think that we get you got KD and and, and book going going for seventy ninety to hundred points tonight. Seventy five. Nah, seventy five. I think seventy five. I think ninety's crazy. I, I understand. Yeah, I'm yeah. Just... <laughs> I think they I think they go for seventy five combined. And they get a combined extra like twenty five from the bench and from some other starters, maybe maybe closer to thirty. That's the thing, man. Like TJ Warren <laughs> is gonna have to really, really step up. And uh, are they gonna be able to get that push from their bench, man? But I think it's like it's 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 like a one point game. Like they either lose or they win on like a last second possession. I just, man, seeing seeing the way Denver moves the ball around, seeing the way that even when they get down, they can hit a few shots, play some defense, get some stops, and get back in the game. Phoenix seems like they have to do that and much more to stay in these games and win them. You know, the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without Aiton, nah, yeah, because you and, uh, and and what's crazy is like you need those fifteen from Aiton. Uh, we got we got a comment. Shout out to G. Mr. Bloomberg, he said Nikola Jokic is the best center in the game. And, man, G, I kind of feel you, boy. I kind of feel you because MVP is fair to give to Joel Embiid, and that's not to say that he's necessarily the best center in the game. I mean, one can argue, but Jokic really is just a complete guy, and he obviously doesn't play as good a defense as Joel Embiid. He's not the rim protector as Joel Embiid is. Um Use his body, 
how to understand uh, he understands how to use his physique and uses every inch of the court you know what i'm saying like there's not a person that can't be thrown open he's like a patrick mahomes of of basketball in the sense that like <laughs> he'll like make that. it work even when it even when it might not look like it's there and i'm not just going to go back and forth off of like oh how they compare but you get what I'm trying to say uh, as far as just making shit happen. And Jokic finds a way to do it all the time. And regardless if KD's putting up 40 or Devin Booker's going for 50, Jokic is going to get his. Oh, you're right. Absolutely. When this team wins or loses, Jokic is still going to get his. It's not like, oh, he didn't show up tonight. He didn't show up tonight. Uh, Jokic is not that guy. So uh, he's going to show up. I think they put him away today. They go travel on the road. It was Suns in four, right? Last time they were screaming <laughs> at Suns yeah, it in was. four. It was. Hey, man. <laughs> it's a different team, different season. And we had a question. Shout out to Jalen. I I don't want to say word for word. He said it just like this, but I think it was based around why are the Suns better without Chris Paul? Is that, yeah, that, that kind of where uh, it was? Yeah, that's what, pretty much where it was right there. Why do you think, Drew? Well, Chris Paul is at a point in his career where health is not on his side. And even when he's out there, he's not as able anymore. He's just not as able. And you can see his age catching up with him. Um, and a, I, I think that that deadly mid-range shot that he, it's just not just, it's just not falling as much as it does. And, it's tough when when your specialty or whatever you want to call that is is not dropping and and you you know the game is making you work twice as hard for it um in his circumstances and to be honest I don't think that the three of them have gotten to figure that out yet like they had it going in the regular season they played a few mediocre teams in the first few four games or so and it looked amazing and KD came back you know from the injury just wet as water but Shit, I think it caught up with them that they don't have a lot of experience together. This team hasn't been together forever, and we're seeing that you know Denver has playoff experience for the last few years and been in big games, been top of the West. Um, KD and Book are just having to overexert themselves, and and Chris Paul is not giving them that that last punch like I think last year. And, and the year before, like that finals year, it was like the Suns were able to hit the three. I mean, McBridges and Cam Johnson and uh, Devin Booker were going nuts. And then CP was just. Yeah. Defense. I don't think that's there anymore. So that's kind hey, of my I, take on it. I, I could be wrong. I got another question for you. Uh, you think uh, that Jamal Murray, obviously. You think it's proving those doubters wrong with this playoff? This I mean, it's not even this playoff push, but this season in general. Do you think? Because a lot of people were saying that Bubble Murray was like a thing. It was like a homie was only, and then obviously injuries barred him from showing his capabilities. But do you? There's obviously a lot of doubters out there because of his not being able to produce um, in the last couple of seasons completely. Uh, what's your take on that? Injuries have definitely caused a lot for Jamal Murray as far as doubt as far as capability in certain circumstances but I think the fact remains that in big moments Jamal Murray does not fade away he actually rises to the occasion um he has played his best basketball against the best of them and that's undeniable the bubble I, I wouldn't go so far to say it was a fluke we actually had this conversation in the space earlier, um, Sean with the W was saying like, you know, bubble, bubble Murray, basically. And, and I get his point, like Murray went nuts in the bubble. <laughs> yeah. And he was just kind of alluding to the fact that being in a gym, not having all the fans probably helped that. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'm not here to dispute our argument from earlier or our conversation from earlier. Cause I didn't even have a chance to rebuttal him. We were trying to move the conversation, but uh, man, we saw what Jamal Murray did in game one in this series. He dropped like 18, 17 in the fourth quarter alone. 
And I, I don't see how, how you can doubt his skill. I don't think Jamal Murray is going to go and give you 27 a game. Like, he doesn't need to do that. He can come in, give you a solid 22 a game with six assists and four rebounds, three rebounds. And to me, that should be good enough, uh, especially with the talent surrounding him. And he's he's also at any given moment because he's a scorer. That's one thing. He's, nice. He can shoot the ball and he can get to the paint and finish. So and he's and he's three level. He can get the mid range off, too. So um, a crafty guard who got a shot and hustles and plays defense, I'll take it all day. And I know that wasn't the question, but and pause, fuck. But <laughs> as far as has he proved, I think <laughs> I think he has, man. I think he has proved the doubters wrong. Uh, if you're not fucking with Jamal Murray, I don't know, because to man. me he's a he's a basketball player, you know. Facts. Let's move on to the other, the other, uh, the other series in the West. Golden <laughs> State and the retirement. Let me stop. And the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> hey, my question to you. I don't really care about predictions. I know this is another series that was at three one. They won game, uh, game five. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Um, how long is this pool party gonna last in Golden State? That's what I want to know. Man, you think the pool party is coming to an end? Well. It is about, all right, this is where I think it is. This is where I think it is. It's like a summer day in Florida, right? Let's paint the <laughs> picture. South Florida, August night. You know those August nights, man. Hot, mosquitoes out. You know you smell some barbecue somewhere, coming from somewhere. Grass is green. The sun's going down, man. Like, this is the time where... Right, nobody's like really DJing anymore. They're just letting whatever song play. But <laughs> there's either that, that turning point of like somebody just does something where it's like, "Yo, let's get this party." Let's like, hold we on, man. Go. We, we got in here. Like, no, nah, no. Nah, like on the flip oh, side, okay, they're like, okay, "Yo, okay. let's 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 keep this going, man." What y'all y'all about to do something? Like, let's mm. stay. All right. But there's also like once you see that person picking up trash and shit like all right let me start just getting ready getting out you start getting out the water letting your shit dry off air dry for a little bit before you soak the towel and that's where i'm at with jordan Poole and the warriors because to make all that make sense i think if they do come back and beat this lakers team in seven games which is very possible at this point. I don't it think is. it happens. Like, I, I do. I do doubt. think the Lakers. I know you don't care about predictions. I do think the Lakers finish the series tomorrow. But for this point and question, if they are able to muster a comeback with the help of Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson going off, Steph Curry the gang, but they get through the Western Conference. Like if this team goes back to the finals, you might have to figure a way out to keep the pool party going. Because clearly, there's enough. If you're able to beat this Lakers team, come back 3-1, and then able to beat a Suns or a Nuggets team with this roster, I think you have to consider staying for a few more hours at the pool party. (laughs) Like Bad Bunny might have just came on. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But at the same time, that next song, after people already started picking up the trash, might have just been the one to go home. They're like, oh, yeah, this party's over. So um, I think it's more likely party finishes. Okay. But I do see a scenario where they keep Jordan Poole. I mean, it seems to me, this is just me. Um, I know you mentioned, you know, Clay Thompson going off. Um, I think outside of game one and game two, he's been kind of, MIA, no pun intended. Who's that Clay? Um, yeah, this this uh this series. I mean, he had ten points last night, you know, and that's you know, granted they got the dub, but it's just not indicative of what playoff Clay, you know, typically typically has displays. Been. Yeah, absolutely. So I think Is that's a little scary. Been? Nah, I wouldn't say that. 
I think I'm just asking. I'm, not, I'm just. <laughs> He's asking. definitely not. Um, <laughs> I was gonna. Asking. I was gonna say as you were saying, you know, the, you got, you know, you got the Lakers finishing the series out. Um, this is another one where I don't really, I don't know, because I, I don't want to count out the Splash Bros, but this Lakers run is is impressive and it's scary. And people talk about, you know, uh, if AD's healthy, well, I mean, granted, you know, he got wheeled off because of a head injury last night, but he's playing, <laughs> he's playing, he's playing healthy. He's playing that Shaq healthy. video was crazy. <laughs> Shaq and Chucky wilding, man. Oh man! Um, so he people is, talk though. about what if and and look look at if you know what I mean. Just just so, it's it's it, this is another. I think that the Heat uh, Heat Knicks and Lakers Golden State are the most exciting series right now, for sure. The crazy thing about it is that they both are the three one series, the ones that went three one. And they're kind of shaping out to be like, oh, shit. And I, I think this Boston, I mean, we got a game seven. You know what I mean? Boston, Philly, game seven. Absolutely. You, you can never ask for more of a game seven. We got seven the, league, the league MVP in a game seven. Don't forget that part. Trying to go to his first conference finals. There's mm-hmm. a big story here. Boston's mm-hmm. trying to go to back-to-back uh, three in the last four years, like Miami, and face them in a trilogy. Well, like Miami. You know, barring we get the the win. But this podcast will be out. This is this is another thing. So this podcast will be out by the time that Miami Heat game is over. It's gonna be out by the time the Lakers game is over. So yes, congratulations, Le King, for making it to the Western Conference Finals again. And congratulations to the whole organization from top to bottom. And all the way in the middle, Miami Heat going to their third conference finals in four years. I'm saying it now. We're at, I don't know what minute mark we're at right now, but um, I'll let you know. We are at 37 16. I was going to say 33. We are standing on that. We are standing on that. Your Heat will face the Boston Celtics in the 2023 Eastern Conference Finals for a rematch of the 2022. Eastern Conference Finals. Turn me up, gang. Feel me? So, listen, if you're a Knicks fan listening to this, shout out to you. I know there are some, and I appreciate you. And this is nothing for you to take personal. It's just business, in the words of many gangsters and mafia (laughs) affiliated members. Um. Yo, question. Do you watch Power or Ghost? Did you watch Ghost? Um, I'm not... I have. Are you like all the way up to date, or are you watching old episodes? So I got one episode that till I'm caught up with Ghost. Okay, so not I've been chill. catching up. Oh this wait, week. oh Ghost, yes, but not pow, not the, uh, not like the Tyreek spinoff. The, that's what I'm talking about. So okay, so I'm so not. Power is the power is the James St. Patrick. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Ghost and shit. Ghost is Tyreek shit. I'm Where not, are yeah. you in Tyreek La- shit? Last season, I'm not, I haven't even started this season yet. I'm not gonna watch. So like you have a new season to watch, the third season. If I'm not mistaken, isn't like, there isn't, just isn't this new, new season? Yeah, just this new season. That's that what I'm just saying. Started. This new season. So yeah. you know, like Lauren's situation. Yes. With Effie. Yeah, and she sent her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. So this season, I caught up probably within the last week, week and a half. It's been good, dog. Nah, and sure. you know they be introduced, yo, pal. Shout out to Fifty Cent, man. Cast, they be cast calling, man. Boys be knowing, man. Shout out to Shandria, aka, uh, what's her name on Instagram? The, the light skin, real light skin Keisha. Yeah, shout out to Bashandria. <laughs> shout out to Effie. Shout out to Lauren. Shout out to, Ka- 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 I forgot her name. Kiki. They got a new Kiki. one. Kiki. Kiki. Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta catch up. I gotta catch up. I'm behind on that. I'm behind on Succession right now. I'm behind on a couple things. I gotta start Succession, fam. I gotta watch The Wire, man. I gotta finish The Wire. I haven't been able to get in the groove, and season four has me in a rut. However, yeah, that's the school system one. That one, that one's a little slow. The last time I started watching, I was like, okay, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. Then I just kind of fell. So I got—I don't even remember the storyline right now. Of what I'm what? Carcetti's still really trying to get. It's—it's it's really the mayor shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Little school shit there. 
But um, I'm trying to get through that, man. I want to finish. I also don't want to finish because it's like, damn, then I'll never be able to watch The Wire for the first time again. So I'm kind of cherishing that as well. That's for real. That's for real. But I would like to finish that. Um, catch up to that uh, ghost when you can. It'll be cool to talk about. Definitely. Can yeah, we talk about the NFL? Yeah, I was you, say the NFL you, schedules are out. Yeah. I'm excited, bro. Like, Ooh. ever since the NFL draft and finally knowing where the direction of my franchise is heading after five years of, I can't say misery. We've made the playoffs. We've gotten within a game of the playoffs. Then we had last season, which was one of the worst seasons I've watched as a Colts fan. Ooh. Definitely like top two. Like the year we got luck because we went like one in 15 and had Curtis <laughs> Painter at quarterback was bad. That was like that. 2011 or Jim Sorge. Curtis Painter or Jim Sorge. One of them. I think it was Jim Sorge. But no, I think it was Curtis Painter. And, uh, that year that Andrew Luck got hurt in the offseason and they said he'd miss the preseason and then preseason finished and they said he'd miss the first few games. And then after that happens, they're just like, yeah, he's out for the season. This is, this is a franchise quarterback we're talking about. What the fuck's going on? Um, it was a very, very stressful time that year as well. This season, though, man, if I didn't move to New York City during this NFL season, I, I I would have lost my mind, bro, because there were there were weeks I didn't have to stay home on Sunday and watch football. And I couldn't I, I couldn't I couldn't stand Colts football because Matt Ryan was just so bad. Our offensive line was just so bad. Our listen, it was just we were getting embarrassed. Our special teams were so bad, like. We knew there was no chance, but it all worked out. We got Anthony Richardson from University of Florida with the fourth pick of the NFL draft, and he's here in Indy now. Shane Steichen, head coach from the uh, – he's our new head coach, formerly offense coordinator with the Eagles, coached Jalen Hurts and developed him. Before that, he was in Los Angeles coaching Justin Herbert, developing him. Our quarterback's coach is from Arizona. Cam Turner was coaching Kyler Murray. It's an exciting thing, you know, to bring this group of people around. Jim Bob Cooter. Let's take a let's take a look at that name real quick. Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob. You know where Cooter. he was coaching? Jacksonville. You know who's quarterback over there? Trevor Lawrence. We got some. We got some guys in that locker room and in that facility and in that front office who have been around quarterbacks. The good ones, the young ones, Facts. the ones that are doing it right now, right? Not, oh, this guy coached Peyton Manning back in uh, 97, right? Like, no, <laughs> he literally helped develop Justin Herbert and then went on to Philly, started calling plays in Philly, took that team to a Super Bowl and put up 400 yards or 500 yards of total offense. That's my head coach now. <laughs> That's, you know, I'm excited. So. Let's talk about the schedules. I don't know if you want to start in Kansas City. I don't know if you have any else, any anywhere else you wanted to go with it. But um, uh, I was gonna say we could uh, look at maybe some key Week One matchups, uh, or go. just like things that are fun, you know. And then maybe we can go into respective schedules for each. Well, you week. guys got Week One. I mean, they're gonna put you guys off against the Lions in in Week One for the kickoff, man. That's that's kind of exciting. It uh, is. It is. Detroit in Kansas at City. Kansas City. Yeah. You guys I'm will get your Super Bowl rings ahead. and all that. Facts, 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 facts. Um, I'm also intrigued with the with the last game of Week One, that Monday night game on September 11th. Uh, yeah. Buffalo at the Jets. Yep. We get and you know Josh Allen and that man versus that man. <laughs> so uh, it's going to be emotional. 9/11 in New York. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? New Jersey in New York and uh, <laughs> that's always a that's always a big thing football season always starts around around 9-11 um, yeah. the Jets have so much optimism right now in that you know organization and rightfully so I mean they got their captain at quarterback they got one of the best talents on defense they've got a young wide receiver core that, that looks promising 
Their running backs coming back. And uh, a winnable division starts in week one, though. This is the thing about week one. You were talking about you guys, the Chiefs, don't have a division game, divisional game till week six. Yep, this is week right six. out the gate. And the Colts also play uh, Jacksonville at home week one. Those those week one, week two divisional games, man, it's like you don't know, you don't have any film on this team, right? Anthony Richardson is our quarterback. You could look at all the film from our offense last year. We don't have the same coach, offense coordinator, uh, quarterback. Like, it's going to be a whole new system. You might as well go watch Philadelphia Eagles film if you're going to try to game plan against Indy for week one. Facts. For so, real, for real. But this is a divisional game, you know what I mean? And Jacksonville, to our advantage, we got their quarterback coach or their their old offensive coordinator, Jim Bob Cooter, over here. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's intriguing to see, you know, early divisional matchups and how teams prepare for each other just based on history, based on personnel, what they think they'll see and looks they think they'll get. But you really don't know. And and to have to play your divisional opponent week one is it's tough. Um Bryce Young is gonna debut at Atlanta September tenth. So that's that's gonna be uh a winnable game, right? A winnable game for a young rookie quarterback who's not facing a scary defense. So I'm gonna be excited if Bryce Young goes and throws for over two hundred and fifty yards on Atlanta in his fucking debut. In the dome, two touchdowns like, like it's so. easy. In the dome, you know like I'm it's saying? easy. Um, I like I, the I, fact that my fault, my fault. No, you did. No, I was gonna say I, I, I'm also intrigued that that Sunday night matchup, uh, another divisional game with the Cowboys and the Giants, and uh, again in New York, uh, we'll get to see the Brian Dayball scheme again, see what you know, see what what they uh, worked on in the off season, um, and again we'll see what they who they call America's teams and see how they start off. You know, these are these are very interesting and very. Honestly, pivotal early week one. Yeah, that's game. what I'm saying. These, these divisional games here. One of the ones I'm looking at is not America's team, but they should be since they wear the colors. The New England Patriots over there. They host the Eagles week one at 425 in Gillette. They gave the Eagles a nice break. Like, all right, you know what? You had to play the champions last. Come here. You can play the Patriots. This is a team that you lost to in the Super Bowl. Take all your anger out on Tom Brady because guess what? They're going to honor Tom Brady. In the oh, home really? Against the team that beat them in Super Bowl 52. This is now, Tom Bra- This is Tom Brady's doing. <laughs> listen, I don't know why he would want to uh do this on a day that the on a versus a team that he's probably they're probably not going to beat. But uh I don't know, man. I don't know. It's going to be a nice pregame thing, but this game could get ugly pretty quickly. Mac Jones is still the quarterback over there, and we saw what that defense in Philly did. They they lost some guys and re-upped in the draft. And Jalen Carter, boy, boy, I tell you, boy, boy, I tell boy, you, I tell you, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith, you got a whole Georgia D line right there. Hey, and then and then the week after in Gillette, week two, they get to host Tua and them boys. So these are these are week one, week two for New England looks uh interesting. Yeah, they're saying the Chiefs and the Patriots got some of the toughest schedules this year. You had a comment about that. What was the uh Oh yeah, that the fact that uh, we were just talking about divisional games. We don't and you mentioned it too. I don't play a divisional game until week six, and then that's three straight divisional games. I gotta go overseas. Then play the defending champions again, and then Las Vegas, Green Bay. Wait, 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 wait. Play the I mean, defending champions. I'm sorry, not the defending champions. Put the runners up <laughs> on my fucking team. The runners up that we played last year. Um, it's it's and the thing about those early divisional games, like you were saying, it like it helps your team set the tone for what the season is. You know, I'm not saying that teams yeah. are going to play a little more lazadaisical when they're. Uh, not playing a divisional game but yeah i mean in layman's terms you're you're playing a couple out of conference like we talk about in college basketball games and it's it's the first five weeks of the season um you're kind of i don't want to say playing that don't matter because all 17 games or all yeah all 17 games matter at the end of the day um but it's a little hard to set the tone within the organization 
when you don't see uh, a divisional opponent until week six and then play them twice in, in the in those next following the following three weeks, you know. So that's it's gonna be interesting, man. Show list, show list, show list. Um, we get a we get our first Black Friday game, and it's gonna be here in MetLife. Dolphins Jets, November twenty fourth, and they're making it a prime time game. I want to say it's a seven thirty game. Might be an eight o'clock start, but. Prime yeah, we we uh time. we get that. That's exciting. I mean, you think Black Friday? I don't typically do too much on Black Friday. Nah, it's an afternoon game. game too, which is nice. Oh, it's an afternoon. Great, it's, great, great. So it's a three o'clock game. That means you wake up from Thanksgiving uh, festives, festivities, eat eat a little leftover, and the game should start in five minutes. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that sounds like. Yeah, I want to go to LA. I was thinking what to say there. I want to go to LA, uh, LA being Los Angeles, of course, because football starts at 10 a.m. on the West Coast. Yeah, I would definitely <laughs> fuck with waking up to football or waking up early to pregame for football. What's the sense of like, football? I'd wake up at fucking seven o'clock so I could watch game day, get, you know, and like just kind of because Sunday is listen. Listen. All right. As good oh, as yeah. Sunday, let me see if you agree with me. Yeah, and I and just be honest. As good as Sunday football is, you got a whole slate of games, one o'clock games. You got, and especially in the beginning of the season, everybody's playing. There's no bye weeks. You got about yep. 12, 11, 12, one o'clock games. You got about five or six, four or five, six, uh, four o'clock games, and you got your Sunday night prime time, and you even get a Monday night game. Oh but man! There's nothing better than Sunday morning, leading up to fucking Sunday football. Like I get a rush Sunday morning. Yeah, I get a rush out of like hearing ESPN NFL Sunday countdown on the TV. Like, oh, we about to play this team today. Oh, we got to play this team today. And looking at all the matchups, they're doing all the look around, live look-ins around the league. And, like, it's just a thrill that I get, bro. And I'm like, yo, I can't wait for this whole day of football all day. Because, bro, I feel like right when the 1 o'clock games start, it's already third quarter. And it's like, damn, yo, it's 3.30 right now. We about to – damn, that means – back in the day, it was like, damn, school about – it's 5 o'clock on a school day, like – Man, man, sun about to go down, or like you know, just in general, uh, Sunday is yeah. about to come to an end. Monday's coming up, but it's just like yo, Sunday morning, man. Especially when it's brisk out, open the windows, eat a nice breakfast, talk some shit, man. I love Sunday mornings, and I cannot wait until football season. I can't wait till OTAs and and training camp starts, dog. Like. I have this itch. It's only May, but it's already May at the same time. You know what I'm Hell saying? Yeah. Like, we damn near in June. And by the fucking next thought I have, it'll be cold outside again after being hot all summer. So, That's I guess we got to take advantage of our time. <laughs> That's typically like, how it goes. Best revenge games of 2023. Colts get a, re, uh, Colts get a matchup versus the... This is what I was going to say earlier. Colts get a matchup versus the Panthers. So we're going to see ah. Anthony Richardson versus Bryce Young and also the Colts playing against their former head coach, Frank Reich. That's Shout out to dope. Coach Reich. And also, uh, I don't – what week is this? Week four, Detroit Lions going back to Lambeau to play the Packers. So obviously no Aaron Rodgers. It has nothing to do with him. But last year the Packers team – had a chance to make the playoffs had they beat the Detroit Lions on Sunday Night Football at home, <laughs> and they uh, folded themselves out of a chance at the playoffs. So that's going to be interesting to watch. New Monday Year's Eve. Four. New Year's Eve. There you go. What the we saga. got, Bengals? The saga continues. <laughs> Bengals, Chiefs? The saga continues in that, Kansas good, City. Bro. That's what, week 17? Yes, sir. Week 17. So think about it, man. Week 17, it's going to be as the season's ending. You know, you guys are probably going to be in a position where, you know, the playoffs are looking good and, and things are looking right and you should be ahead in the division. That's what I'll assume at this point. Nobody thought that at this time last year that the Chiefs would win their division. 
right? I didn't have the quarterbacks over there. <laughs> we had Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying? All that shit. But listen, the Chiefs right now are in the driver's seat of the AFC. And Cincinnati was so close. And maybe even a penalty away from the Super Bowl. Yep. Maybe yep, yep. even a penalty away from the Super Bowl. Um, they have your number typically, man, and they played you guys good. They came back and made it a game. I I don't want to call a prediction right now. Like, I'm not doing that. We don't even know who's healthy. But what's crazy <laughs> is what I was going to say is that week 17 is typically a time where things are already shaped out, and I'm sure they will be, but to the point where AFC home field advantage might be on the line right here. Yes, sir. Turn it up. Turn it up all the way up. Cancel your plans on New Year's Eve. I ain't doing fireworks. Don't fucking call me at midnight. We watching uh, Chiefs Bangles, mama. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we watching Chiefs Bangles, man. I want to go to the Colts home opener September 10th versus the Jaguars, man. That'd be a cool fucking thing. The new electricity in the building be there. Anthony Richardson. It'll be the start of you know, a new direction for this franchise. And as a Colts fan that's never been to a Colts game, what a way to start, you know? I got to look into my options over there. It's Jacksonville, you know, they shouldn't be taxing for the, for the, it's Indy, they shouldn't be taxing for the plane ride. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, man. Just just a young dude trying to watch Jacksonville and Indy. That's it, that's it. Can I just get on real quick, bro? That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, <laughs> anything else on this schedule here? Any other key key matchups or anything? Uh, I mean, nah, not that I'm. I'm sure yeah. that there are. I'm sure that there are. We're just not seeing them yet. <laughs> oh, there are. There are. There definitely are. The uh, the Lions. Hmm. So the Cowboys are hosting the Commanders on Thanksgiving. The Lions are hosting, I want to say, the Packers. Yep, hosting the Packers. Nice. And then the late game is going to be San Francisco at Seattle. So that'll be a good Week nice. 12 divisional matchup that I'm sure have playoffs, some playoff implications. I'm sure that these schedules were made, you know, way more in advance than we got them, you know, um, that they released them. Um, yeah. But I wonder if they were like – I wonder if the – Aaron Rodgers trade would have gone through earlier if we would have got a, a Jets-Packers game this year. <laughs> We're probably going to get one next that. year. We're probably going to get that. one next year. I feel that. Yeah, definitely next year. Definitely next year. I like Christmas Day, man. What's up? What's Ooh, that? I was going to say, what do you think? In in Lam- No, you got to do it in Lambo. You can't do it in New York. You got to do it in Lambo. Got to go back to Lambo. Yeah, facts, facts. Got to go back. How do you feel they'll receive him? I think it'll be a lot of mixed emotions. For sure, for sure. Um, a lot of mixed emotions. The fact that he picked the Jets, too. It's not like the Packers and the Jets really have anything, but the fact that Brett Favre went over there after he left them. You know, like, <laughs> this is kind of the team to hate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but Christmas man. Day, man, 1 o'clock, Kansas City hosting the Raiders. Oh, it's going to be a good one, week 16. One. And you can watch it on Nickelodeon. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, for real. We're gonna see who that MVP is. Uh CBS and Nickelodeon getting that one. Fox gets Philadelphia hosting the Giants. So last year on Thanksgiving, it was the Giants and the Eagles, right? Yep. And this year we got Giants Eagles on Christmas. And at nighttime we got Lamar Jackson going on the road versus a great defense. In San Francisco, and either Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, or whoever is that quarterback. Is Sam Darnold over there? I think he's in that quarterback locker room. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Darnold's over there in, in San Francisco. Uh, Lamar got his money, and uh, I don't think he has to ask Santa Claus for much this year. <laughs> Except for a dub, maybe. I have to ask for that. <laughs> yeah, they ain't just giving that out. Uh, I'm also excited for Week Four, um, Chiefs at Jets. That's gonna be interesting. Just to be able to play, uh, to play Aaron in New York in his first season. 
Yeah, I mean, you get Patty versus Aaron. That's that's a good time anytime, right? It's a good time anytime. It's like Modelo time. <laughs> Let's kind of transition here, man. We got we got some some playoff hockey going on. We obviously know, man. At this time of the year, shit is is going hot. Shit is going hot. And before we get into hockey, I'm gonna give you guys a live update on the Denver Nuggets Phoenix Suns game. We have a score of 40 to 26, 30 seconds left in the first. Nuggets are up. And uh, it doesn't look promising for the home team Phoenix Suns being down 14 early. I mean, hey, it's it's a long game. I'll say that. It's a long game. But if we look at the box score real quick, Jokic already got 14, 7 of 9 shooting. Five assists, four rebounds. Like that's first quarter. We talking about the first quarter, fourteen, five and four. Yep. And then Caldwell Pope, six of seven, two of three from three, fifteen points. So some quick starts over there, and Cameron Artis Payne leading the team over there in Phoenix with ten points. KD is zero for four with two points, and Devin Booker's two for seven with five. So. If they're going to continue to shoot like that, this game will be over within the hour. Um, no, I'm just being annoying. I'm being annoying. <laughs> right. Let me stop talking shit. Let's talk this playoff hockey, man. We got some good games. We got the Kraken versus the Stars. That's live. It's a 2-2 series. Game five, live right now, end of the first. Dallas Stars are up 2-zip. And that Dallas team that we've been talking about in these playoffs, man, they've been playing good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, playing good, but guess that who? That first round looked a little shaky, um, but they tightened up. They made it pass, and and you know they're trying to go up three two right now. Trying to go up, and three, they're going. Two. They're trying to go up three two on a hot Seattle Kraken team. Ooh, bro, it's one, one of, of my the favorite, hottest teams. It's one of my league. favorite teams to watch because they're quick. They they do everything with a lot of speed. They a lot of pace. Skate, yeah. yeah, skate up and down the ice, north south, north south. Um. Yo, shout out to the Hurricanes. I, I'm. I think your. Uh, I, I think your connection is frozen. I hear you. Okay. I think we're good as far as audio, but your camera did freeze. So I got you. I'm working. Get that on checked it. out. Um. Yeah. Shout out to Carolina. Go ahead. Definitely shout out to Carolina. Um, Gentlemen sweep. Will be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Gentlemen sweep, awaiting the winner of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and our, and our Florida Panthers right now. What do you think here, man? They went up 3-0. They lose game four. It's 3-1. You think Maple Leafs are, are, are capable of coming back from 3-0? Uh, capable? I mean, you know, we're professional. We're speaking, you no, know. No, let's be honest. I mean, 0-3. <laughs> <laughs> um, taking, taking into consideration uh, Toronto's history of, uh, of bad luck in the playoffs, um, I think it's great. Bad luck or bad play? Bad play, bad luck, bad preparation. A little poor, bit of everything. What's, yeah, what's the, what's the term? Poor preparation. Yeah. Proper poor, preparation <laughs> prevents poor performance. There you go. But doesn't sound like they're preparing properly to prevent performing poorly. <laughs> Man, I think we're going to see the fucking Panthers in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's what we're going to see. Okay. In the Eastern Conference Finals. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sounds crazy. I remember the last time I went to a Panthers game was uh, game three of the first round against Boston. And I'm not going to lie, I left the building not on, not, not on great spirits. Not you on great spirits You weren't sold. <laughs> you weren't sold about this team here. <laughs> I don't think anybody was, if we could be fair, right? The fact that they came back down from fucking 3-1. 3-1. Against the best team in NHL history almost. Facts. And then go up 3-0. You come back and win three straight games. And then win your first three straight games. You had to lose that seventh game. Of course. Of course. Much like Miami. We went. We went up 3-1 on the Bucks. One. One game one. Of course we got to win game and lose game two. Well, we win game three, game four, lose game five. Sounds like a trend, right? Let's yeah, go, baby. Uh, he and six. He and six, baby. So, um, Oilers, Golden Knights tied at 2-2. Two, two. 
Game five is tomorrow. Man, this is where you want to see the best player in NHL play like the best player in NHL and take matters into uh, his own hands. I was going to say Mick, Mick own hands. Connor McDavid over there. He's got he's to do something crazy. He's got to do something crazy. I think we lost EP, by the way, but looks like we're getting him back here. Um, in the meantime, I'll kind of just make my own conversation. I don't hear you. If uh, So we're on a live stream on YouTube as well. So we give the audio version. Thank you for listening. If you're on SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcast, and we also have the live stream on YouTube. EP is back in the room. I don't hear him. I don't know that I have audio from him. Looks like he hears me. Um, so I'm going to kind of ramble. If we can get him back, we get him back. If not, this is also close to being a good time to end the show. I know we had some closing thoughts, but uh, we'll give E a chance to figure out that. We'll give E a chance to figure out that audio on his end. If not, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to hang up on you, buddy. No, I'm just kidding. The crazy thing is that you're the one who has all the control over the live stream. I'm just here. Uh, yeah, man. I think this might be a good time to close the show. Uh, I don't have any audio from E. I don't hear him. We tried. We gave it a run. If you're listening now, thank you. Follow us on Instagram at ATSPodOfficial. You can follow us on Twitter at ATSPod. Shout out Small Town, three up, three down. Shout out EP, my co-producer, co-host. I'm Julian. Uh, Man, we'll be back next week. Hopefully by the time we talk again, uh, we got Eastern Conference Finals, Miami Heat talk because Lord knows last year, Game 7, Eastern Conference Finals, it was a bad day for me personally. It was a bad day for me. So let's hope we can write this shit. Thank you for listening. We out.